0: guys. Happy Sunday. Welcome to another episode of Highly Spiritual. Hi.
1: Hello. Good evening.
0: Good morning. (laughs) I I look a little sleepy. Totally fine. You don't at all. You look great. Thank
1: you.
0: (laughs) All right. I'm so excited to have you on. I'm going to put this incense right here so it can guide our light. Um, Okay. Um, Welcome. So we just have a few people on here right now, but I believe we can start because we're going to be sharing this on my feed.
1: Awesome. Thank you for having me.
0: Thank you for agreeing to come on here. All right. So for anyone that doesn't know you are in New York, right?
1: Yes, New York State, um, not New York City, but um, kind of, I kind of live in the country. So it's nice. Mm,
0: So close enough, but not too close.
1: Right, right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Amazing. Okay, I want to start really quick with your
1: sun, moon, rising. Yeah, so I am a Gemini sun Mm
0: -hmm.
1: in the eighth house, uh, Pisces moon and Libra rising.
0: I love it. So we're both Libra risings. Let's see how this conversation goes, knowing that we're both Libra <laughs> I think it will be interesting. Okay. And then why don't you tell us a little bit about you and a little bit about um, human design from your perspective for anyone that has never heard of human design um, or that may be interested, but just is like, whoa, what's
1: that? That sounds kind of scary. Yeah. <laughs> Well, about me, um, I I have a full-time, pretty much, you know, normal, mundane day job, I'm um, a medical transcriptionist, oh. um, but, you know, a couple years ago, I just, I had never been spiritual before, so it was it was one of those things that I think a lot of people go through in life where they just, you know, all of a sudden— you know whether something happens in their life, or they just. For in the in my case, I just had kind of made space in my life, and I wasn't doing you know my usual hobbies. So um, I just found myself kind of asking like those bigger questions. You know that I just had never really had time for. I'm I'm a manifesting generator, so like my life is always super busy, and um, it just. I had found myself finally having some time to, you know, ask those bigger questions and wanting to know what my purpose is and you know why we're all here. So, um that just kind of led me to human design because human design is even though I think that, you know, when people maybe when they're googling it or something, it can seem really overwhelming because when, you know, if you pull your free chart, it's like, what is all of this stuff going on? Um, yep. But it is an amazing tool to uh just help you to get to know yourself, you know, really get in touch with like, all of your uniqueness, like why you do the things that you do and, and realizing that we all are designed very uniquely, but very specifically. So we we can really start to like embrace the things that make us unique, especially the things that maybe you feel insecure about, or you think that, you know, society doesn't accept. So I think it's, it's really helpful for that.
0: Mm. All right. Okay. So what would you say is the difference between human design and astrology for anyone that Is into astrology and knows about astrology um, might be dipping their toes into human design so doesn't really know what it is Um, yeah how would you differentiate them
1: yeah um, they're they're very closely linked actually Um, definitely it's it's nice because I I started out my kind of research and journey you know being interested in astrology and Astrology is really, actually, the foundation of human design. So, um, if you, for any listeners that are, you know, wondering about this, if you are familiar with astrology and how you know your birth chart is calculated, which they're very similar. So, um, if you're going to get an astrology reading or have your natal chart, you know, um, calculated. You need to know your, your birth date, your birth time, the exact time, and location.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And human design is the same thing. Your chart is calculated the same way. Um, the planets in the solar system are used in that same way to basically determine um, what is your your imprint. So like when we're born, that moment that we're born, we are imprinted by, you know, the Um, They're called neutrinos, but it's basically the most microscopic particle that we're basically swimming in this giant ocean of, you know, these information particles that are constantly bombarding us. So it's basically that imprint from all of the information that is streaming towards Earth from the sun, all of the planets, all of the stars. So that imprint is what we are really looking at when we're looking at the chart and interpreting that. So, um, all of, you know, these qualities that you're born with are based on this, basically this like, you know, imprint from, um, the, the cosmos, which is, it's very, very similar to astrology in that way. So it's really just a matter of, I think with human design, there's a few more components to it. So there's just, additional things. And I think that you can tell by looking at a human design chart that there's, you know, different stuff going on, more stuff yes. going on, you know, the chakras are involved and energy centers and things like that. So um, that's the main difference.
0: Okay, so you started with astrology and then moved into human design. Um, do you think astrology gave you like an in or helped you understand it better? 100%, yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, okay. it's,
1: it's so nice to have that foundation. And I like, um, I especially like giving uh, readings to people who are familiar with astrology, because it definitely provides that foundation of understanding because it is a very overwhelming system. And it can kind of just help somebody who's new to it kind of get their bearings and and sort of have the gist because um yeah astrology starting out with astrology and then moving into human design was a really great way um to do it and so i i I like that because it's just it helped me integrate the information I think a lot quicker
0: mm, yeah that makes a lot of sense and for anyone that's watching, Lara gave me a human design reading too a couple of weeks ago, and that like blew my mind because. I've um, been studying a lot of astrology, and then I tried to learn human design. <laughs> and then I got a little bit um, overwhelmed because there are so many gates, right? I think that's what threw me off, gates, because there are um, centers, right? And there are gates, and there are planets just like astrology. Um, and so, yeah, that threw me off. But then when you were doing my reading it was so much easier to understand because then I was like, oh, that's like my rising in Libra or, oh, that's like my North node in Sagittarius. Right. So it Mm -hmm. was like, it was a, like you said, foundation.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, And I think um, one thing that, you know, can kind of help orient people, I think is, if you are familiar with the, you know, the, the wheel of the Zodiac. So if you think of it as, you know, that big circle, um, and it's it's 360 degrees, um, you have the 12 signs within the Zodiac wheel. And so with human design and all of those gates, the there's basically 64 gates, and they're evenly split up within the zodiac wheel so Mm. i mean you can literally superimpose that you know the the 64 gates on top of the zodiac wheel and um so roughly like each of the 12 signs has about five gates in that sign so it's really just you know if you think of it like a 12 slice pie the zodiac it's just 64 pieces instead of 12 Mm -hmm. so it just provides more detail um so like if you know you're a virgo sun depending on what gate that sun was in within virgo will differentiate you know the majority of your energy and how that's going to express so it's really Mm -hmm. just getting a little bit more specific seeing things from a different perspective um and that's all that it all there is really as far as just what makes them different but it helps to kind of have that I think visual to know that they are similar in
0: that Mm. way yeah that really helped me I didn't know that the 64 gates were like based on um parts of the chart and that does make a lot of sense because I know that like um I remember hearing that depending on which part of um Navs. um depending on which part uh the zodiac sign you are born in like it's divided into three kind of right for astrology I feel like it's uh, divided into three. Well there's
1: there's the two angle four angles but it's it's a four quadrants basically so you have you know the ascendant descendant axis and then the the midheaven and um ICMC axis so it's the four pieces
0: yeah um,
1: oh yeah. Um, what
0: I meant was oh. you know how within a sign you can depending on when you're born um, on yes. the season right you could be uh, you could have a different manifestation of the personality depending when right. so HD kind of makes it even more zoomed in to not mm-hmm. only like three different Um, I don't even know how to explain that but yes thank you for mm-hmm. explaining that um, okay and how about crystals? How did you get into crystals?
1: Yes, crystals. It's, they were totally like uh, my gateway, I think, into the realm of of spirituality. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of, as I mentioned, you know, I kind of had that spiritual awakening at the sort of the end of 2018. And basically, I think it was just... You know scrolling on instagram and and sort of one thing led to another but like you know it's just you see these crystals especially on instagram and they're just they're so fascinating and so beautiful and it's just so easy to to like them and to want one (laughs) and and you know they just have this appeal that draws you in instantly and so it was it's just It's so easy to, to get um, down into that rabbit hole and to start seeing, you know, what's really out there as far as spirituality, especially when you start with crystals, because it's just such a natural, you know, flow from one thing into the next thing. So that's really how it started is, is, um, that's really what opened my mind to uh, start researching more and, yeah, I just I love Chris. My Venus is in Taurus, so I really love just you know that they're from the earth and mm-hmm. they're just it's a physical object that you can hold and it can make your space beautiful. Uh, there's just so many benefits to them. So that's kind of how it started, and then you know from there went sort of into astrology and then into human design. Um, and the whole time I've just you know I never stopped. Um, having an interest in crystals because it is such a a connection to the physical plane that I think that it just makes all of these kind of like more ethereal concepts it just brings them down to earth you know so um, that's yeah that's kind of how it started for me and I'm sure it starts you know for a lot of people that way so yeah
0: that's how it started for me too Um, It was like crystals, and then astrology, and then everything else. But I think this is actually a really good place to mention that, um, as like, we're both manifesting generators, right? And as a manifesting generator, like, that's what it's about, just picking up what lights you up, and then the next thing, and then the next thing, and then just keep going.
1: Yes, yeah, A 100%. I think that... That's probably one of the most healing things that I've found from Human Design when I kind of discovered what it means to be a manifesting generator. Which, you know, a whole, you know, probably a third of the global population are manifesting generators. So, it's it's definitely um, a prevalent theme to be a manifesting generator, which, you know, if you are one, you're going to likely be bouncing around to different hobbies and having different interests. And, and, you know, it's important that you kind of um, just allow yourself to be flexible in that way. And, and let your, you know, whatever interests you just direct, you know, your focus. But Mm. I think that in society, it's like, it's so ingrained in us to stick to one thing or to master something. And so our natural tendency to kind of jump from thing to thing, depending on what lights us up, is just, it's so hard for us to feel okay about that or to embrace that. And um, so it's definitely been the most healing thing for me to realize that I was designed that way on purpose, Mm. you know? and even now I still struggle with it. So the the manifesting generator channel is the 2034. So it, it basically, it connects the two energy centers, your sacral center, which is what makes people generators. And it connects it right to the throat, which is our center for manifestation and you know communication. So having that direct line from the sacral center to your throat center is what makes a manifesting generator, but it um my son is in the the 20th gate and my my personality earth is in the 34 so like that is actually my 70% of my energy is that channel that manifesting generator channel so mm-hmm. it's like you could think of it as like i'm a manifesting generator like amplified because it is so much of my pers- you know my conscious energy and personality yeah. so it's in typically what your sun energy is and what your earth energy is is also kind of like your life your life's work your challenge you know it's not going to be something that is necessarily going to be the easiest thing in the world for you to embrace because um the, the personality sun earth they are polarities so they're opposites And they're meant to balance each other, but it is, you know, something that you have to work on, work on balancing that. So it has been a big journey for me to really embrace that because I think that it's, it's so not um, encouraged or, or valued right now in society for the most part to bounce around from thing to thing. But Mm -hmm. that's, you know, It's, it is one of the, it's just one example of many ways that human design can allow you to just embrace, you know, what makes you unique. And that's just one example.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's so true. And I love how, like, a lot of times we don't really realize it. Like, if I didn't know my human design um, type, I would have been like, wow, I am so, like, I would have probably said I have ADHD because I can't stick to one thing, right? But then knowing that just kind of makes me be like, okay, I'm lit up by different things and all I need to do is kind of respond to that. Okay, but since I started talking about manifesting generators, um, maybe there might be people on here that have no idea what on earth we're talking about. So, um, let's, you think you could give us a brief overview of the different types and maybe like a sentence about each type or like a little brief introduction. Introduction.
1: Sure, so um, one of the main things that people will learn or the first things that people will learn when they hear about human design is um, finding out what their type is. And it's basically the most general way that human design will categorize people. So there are four main types and type is not necessarily your personality, although it can describe, you know, characteristics of your personality it's actually describing your aura so Mm -hmm. it's basically um, everybody has this electromagnetic field around our bodies and the aura it it pretty much you know there are four types of auras and so your aura is what is um designed to kind of keep you on track in life so we're all born with like a certain path and a certain destiny and a trajectory And the aura, you know, our individual aura, keeps us oriented to the right, you know, to where we're supposed to be going, basically. It's like, you know, you could think of everybody having an internal GPS and the aura either, you know, if you're a generator, your aura is gonna be magnetizing opportunities to you. And so each type kind of has a different purpose. Mm -hmm. So, there are four main types of auras. You have generators, which manifesting generator is kind of like a subtype of the generator, which is 70% of the population. So, um, most people are generators, but then you have, uh, 20% of the population are projectors. And then you have about 9% that are manifestors and then 1% that are called reflectors. And so, um, Generator, like I said, their auras are meant to magnetize opportunities to them. And so, basically, how that will look in their life is that, you know, they're really meant to respond to life. So, life Mm -hmm. is going to come to you, and really, you don't have to go chasing anything. You don't have to go after anything. Just respond to what comes, and you'll stay on track. So, it's like that's one of the biggest things I think to know as a generator is whatever you enjoy and you respond to positively, that's your clue that, you know, go for that. Um, And that's all you need to know. Um, For projectors, projectors are kind of meant to be uh, the guides of generators. So their aura is very focused and penetrating so that they can, like, really get, um, you know, penetrate the core of the issue. Like, when they're around um, other people, they're really – they're here to really understand human relationships. And so um, they have a lot of advice to give and they have a lot of wisdom. So their strategy is to wait for people to ask for their advice, because um, when they try to give unsolicited advice or, you know, chase after opportunities, they're going to meet resistance. And that's, Mm -hmm. that's kind of like the signpost for projectors is to just allow the right people to ask, you know, to recognize your gifts and ask you for advice. Um, and so the next type manifestors, which, you know, I think that it's it's common for everybody to want to be a manifester because you <laughs> think like, of course, like why wouldn't I want to, you know, manifest everything? Like it's such a buzzword right now, yeah. but manifestors, they are really here to be the initiators. So they actually have a very closed off and repelling aura because they're not meant to be really influenced by the outside world because they're meant to really just go after what they want and initiate something. They're meant to start things. And then the generators and the projectors come in and help, you know, complete that, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever they're starting and initiating and manifesting. So um, for them, the biggest thing to know is that like, you know, they, they can initiate and they should really um, honor what they want to do and not let people like, tell them they can't do it or try to control them. But at the same time, to really um, not meet a lot of resistance, they're meant to just inform the people around them like, what they're planning to do. And that's how they're going to move through life with greater ease. And so then you have reflectors, which is the most rare aura type. And so basically with a reflector, they're just, they're so different because um, we have these nine energy centers and reflectors do not have any of their energy centers defined, which just means that they're very open to the outside energy. And so they're really, their main purpose is to basically be a mirror. That's why they're called reflectors. They're meant to mirror what is happening in the environment. They're meant to really be observant of what's happening in the environment and be discerning and kind of um, they're, they're just, yeah, they're very wise and um, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of like they, their aura is, it's very resilient. So like, they're not gonna be as influenced as maybe a generator would be who has a very open aura. But at the same time, you know, they are really sensitive to their environment. So it's really important for reflectors to make sure that they're in an environment that's comfortable for them. And so, um, yeah, what I would suggest for anybody who is part of that rare 1% is to, you know, seek out other reflectors, maybe like on Instagram, people who are teaching human design who are reflectors, because they'll really be able to like, you know, help you understand what that means, because it is so different to be a reflector, I think. So, um, yeah, those are the four types.
0: How in the interesting. <laughs> um, how about so manifesting generators would be the same aura as generate as generators. So attracting opportunities, right?
1: Yes, yes, yes
0: got it got it okay um and just for anyone that doesn't know centers um undefined centers are centers where you pick on other people's energy and defined centers are where you have your own energy there correct
1: Correct. yep
0: okay Yep. perfect okay um hmm okay where do i want to go from here uh okay Let's go with what's your process of pairing crystals with human design and human design like what do you look at do you look at the type do you look at the gates and how do you go about it
1: Yeah it's um it's definitely a process that is always evolving for me um so right now pretty much what I have been doing is um you know, I, I really like to use my intuition. I think that that's, you know, something that is so beneficial when you can, especially when you're just kind of starting out in learning about what intuition is and everything it's, it can be really um, sort of like the source of um, insecurity, because I think that, you know, a lot of people, when you're, just into the spiritual community, you kind of see so many people who have all these innate gifts and like, it's Mm -hmm. just, it's really, um, it's almost like, you know, thinking Mm -hmm. of like movie stars because it's just like, wow, it's so magical and so exciting and and so special. And and it's hard to even really um, think about like, like for myself, imagining that I have anything like that. But we all do, and that's the, the really great thing is that we do all have very um natural intuitive abilities, and so it's just a matter of you know, as you go along, you will start to kind of um in your own way, things will unfold and you can start to trust you know your innate intuitive abilities. So I am starting to definitely like tap into that more and trust that process and And it, it really has been, it's been such like a healing, like journey, you know, Um, Mm -hmm. but I'm definitely somebody who comes from, you know, a place of very left brain, very logical, you know, by the book, like I have a stack of books that I (laughs) love that help, you know, I'm just such a researcher. Mm -hmm. And um, so really how I like to choose crystals for people is, You know, researching their human design. And then what I do is I, you know, I take the, especially the crystal books from people who do have these more, you know, innate intuitive abilities to kind of tap into the energies of the stones and interpret that. Um, I really just dissect, you know, The information. So I'm a Gemini sun. So I really love to kind of sort through facts and, Mm -hmm. you know, just, um, and my south node is in gate nine, which is the gate of details. So I have this natural ability. And it's just, you know, when you learn about your human design and see like, oh, this is my natural ability to be able to um, look at all the details and sort through them like, you know, so it was very natural for me to do that. And, you know, it's, it's something that like, I was a little bit resistant to at first, because I thought, well, you know, can't everybody do this? Or, you know, this isn't special. But you do start to realize, like, yes, you were you were built this way on purpose. So Mm -hmm. I really was able to just embrace the fact that I love to have my nose in a book and sort through all these facts and really be able to break down the details and pair crystals for people based on, you know, what their unique traits are, you know, what, how their energy works, and then pair a crystal that will either support that, or reinforce that energy, and just really be like a tangible reminder of something that um, I feel is important for them to remember about their design Mm -hmm. that's going to help them. So um, just for instance, like, one of my favorite stones is chrysocolla, So I use this one a lot. Anytime I'm gonna be, you know, speaking, speaking in public so that I can remember to kind of connect to my heart, speak from my heart. And it's just this, just having this physical reminder, even if like you're, you don't think that you can tap into the energy of the stone, you know, that's not even the point, like that's a bonus, yeah. um, in my opinion. So. It really is about bringing the kind of like non-physical concepts down to earth so that they can be more practical. Because I think that that's like one of the most important things is if, you know, spirituality is great, but we still have to live on the physical plane. Like we're still in 3D earth and we need to be able to live our lives. And so um, it's just been a way for me to... uh, practically make this you know information usable
0: I love that that's so interesting (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah I love it a lot because I remember that like when I started getting a lot of crystals um, I didn't really know the meaning behind all of them but I do remember hearing that when you get crystals it's about like picking the crystals that call out to you right and that's what you need at that moment And then, like, when people would ask me, what is that crystal for? Or, like, how do you use crystals? And to me, it's always been, like, it's a reminder. I have it with me because I've programmed it, like, for example, my rose quartz over here. I've programmed this to, like, remind me that, like, I am love and that love is so important and, like, to respond to every situation with love. And so as soon as I see it, I'm like, oh, I got to remember to love rather than be, like, oh my God, I'm so confused, I'm so lost, I'm in this situation. And Mm -hmm. so, yeah, I love it. And I also love how you said that you use it to bring it back um, down to earth, because it's so easy to be like, oh, that's so woo woo, what are you talking about? And then you're like, hey, look, I have a physical representation. It actually is more than like, just a bunch of uh, information that I kind of got in my brain.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Amazing, okay. From here, I want to take it to mining crystals. You don't mine all your crystals, do you? That would be very interesting if you
1: do. (laughs) No, no, no. Um, I, yeah, so I think, like, growing up, one of the things that people from my area sort of, you know, take for granted is the fact that, um, This is the only, you know, this is the, the source of Herkimer diamonds. So, um, and so just, I remember as a kid taking a a field trip to the local public Herkimer diamond mine, Mm -hmm. and it's, you know, it's only a very small area in the state that these crystals are found. They're very rare because even though they are just quartz crystals, they're unique, you know, in the fact that they, um, they have double terminations, so there's two you know points on each end mm-hmm. and then they're also exceptionally clear so um, quartz is probably the most abundant you know one of the most abundant crystals or minerals on the planet but uh herkimer diamonds are exceptionally water clear and so they're very sparkly um, and that's why they were given kind of that trade name of diamonds um, but they are just quartz And so, yeah, I remember as a kid, like every kid probably had a field trip at least once to go to the diamond mine. And so when I started getting back into crystals or just getting into crystals, I, it was just natural for me to be like, oh my gosh, I want to go, you know, I want to do that again. And so it's really been so fun to just, you know, anybody can go and, um, visit a public mine because these crystals will just be in the dirt like you can just find them on the ground um but it's kind of like everything where there are sort of levels of you know expert like beginner you just kind of look in the dirt and and see what you can find you can find little ones and then you can kind of move up to intermediate and then there's like expert level herkimer diamond miners which it's much more difficult to to find like the bigger ones so Like this one is a pretty large crystal that Mm -hmm. you would have to use some pretty, like a lot of muscle and some, you know, heavy tools. A lot of people will even use like power tools to basically they're cracking open very hard like rock, like limestone, um, dolomite rock. And... Breaking open the rock to basically find like an empty pocket. It's almost like finding mm-hmm. a cave full of crystals, and it's Ooh. they're just <laughs> inside like treasure. And it, I mean, that is the appeal of it. It's so, I I haven't done that myself yet, to because it it really is difficult to be able to um, find these pockets, but people mm-hmm. do all the time. Um, but. Yes, it's just like so magical to even imagine just opening up this little cave of crystals and having them, and they are they're just loose ah, inside, I mean they float basically so inside these these pockets and so yeah, they formed i mean they're five hundred million years old. that's how wow you know, they form, yeah, so it, they are <laughs> special and i I love them so much because just it's just a really cool um you know, I just feel really lucky to live so close to be able to do this. And so um, that's kind of the local crystal that I like to, um, to dig myself, because it Mm -hmm. is really accessible um, for even beginners to do. But anywhere in the world, you know, there's, there's, you know, different types of crystals everywhere you go, you know, wherever, whatever part of the world you're in. So it's just a matter of you know maybe doing some research to find out what your area will have in the ground um mm-hmm. and so yeah that's that's definitely been super fun and i definitely plan on continuing to to dig my own because i think that that really connects you to the process like it's like where do these crystals come from i mean if you didn't know it'd be like it could come from a factory you know so it really yep. just helps connect you back to the earth and and realize where they're coming from. So I love it.
0: It makes them that much more special too, right? When you're um, handing them over to people or keeping them, you're like, I mind this by myself. Mm
1: -hmm. That's so
0: fascinating. Um, And so interesting too, because it's like going back to your inner child that used to go and like mine crystals. And then you're like, hey, I'm actually into it now. And I'm gonna actually do it because it's my hobby, not because it's a field trip. Yeah. That's so totally. beautiful. Um, I wanted to ask you, what was I going to say? Oh, I remember. How do you make sure you're not about to break a crystal when you're like digging or
1: mining? How do you, how do you not It's not, not break easy. It? It's <laughs> I, the first time I went as an adult, um, I go with my mom a lot, which is really fun. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So, if you're not going to be just kind of like looking in the dirt, what you can do is you can take, you know, a a chunk of the hard rock and you break it open with a hammer and kind of crack it like an egg and the crystals will be inside. So yeah, that first time that we went, I think we were just smashing crystals (laughs) left and right. It was, it was crazy. And, and you get so, you know, into it. It's very, very addicting and, um, Yeah, you just like so focused on what you're doing, but there's definitely a technique to it and you do have to be very careful. So um, it really just comes down to like reading the rock, knowing like which rocks might have crystals inside. And if you think there's going to be crystals inside, then you are just like you have to be very careful with your tools to, you know, open them up or even better is a lot of the crystals will either be floating inside or those kind of be somewhat attached. So there might be like one little part that's attached to the rock. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, it's, it's smarter to just leave it in there. So it'll be like the crystals attached to like the original matrix. And it's, it's better to just leave it in there. Because if you do try to take it out, chances are it'll break. And, you know, it won't be a perfect crystal anyway, because it's attached to the rock. So it's just kind of knowing those little tricks and, and yeah, a lot of it's just trial and error mm-hmm. um, or talking to people around you practice. that know what they're doing and practice. Um, but I've only been doing this for a couple of seasons. And so, um, it's really anybody can do it, but it's a lot of fun.
0: Sounds so interesting. I want to mine now. Yes.
1: <laughs> I want it. Now. I know. <laughs> Sounds I mean, so cool. It really is so fun and I've had so many people reach out and be like, I wanna come visit and mine. Yeah, it would be, it would be tons of fun.
0: So cool, so cool. Thank you for sharing that.
1: Yeah, thanks for asking.
0: Of course. All right, I'm gonna check my notes over here to see. Um, Okay, let's go back to, let's go back to human design really quickly. Um, and I want to ask you, what should someone that's looking to learn, um, about their basic human design makeup look at in their chart? If like, they're just a beginner or maybe they haven't heard of human design before, um, order a few things that they should look at so as not to get too overwhelmed, but get enough information as well to like start off.
1: Yeah, the, I mean, definitely it's really easy to, um, I think, be intimidated with all of the symbols and things in the chart, but there are definitely some websites that you can go to that will allow you to import your birth information for free and and have your chart, um, to get a free chart so that you can get the basic information and then kind of do your own research from there. And so the, the two things that I recommend are, um, You know, when you pull your free chart, you'll see what your type is. So whether that's generator, manifesting generator, um, you know, projector. And then also um, there's another category. Um, There are 12 profile types. So your profile will be a combination of two numbers. So I'm a two five and like you're a five one, I Mm -hmm. believe. And um, so that's another thing that... It's a very kind of general way that human design will categorize people. And it describes, profile does kind of more describe your personality because it's really the role that you're meant to play in the movie of your life. So if you think of your life as like, this is my movie, what's my character role? That's what your profile is. And so your your type and your profile are two things that is very, they're very easy to get information on those two things on the internet. Um, Mm -hmm. It's one of the things that people are most familiar with and um, the information is widely available. So I definitely would recommend just when you get that information, just Google, like Google human design and your profile or human design and your type and, and get, you know, a, a wide variety of, perspectives, because I think that it's important to, um, you know, hear, uh, people's descriptions and because something might, you know, resonate with you. And it's, that's really what I think is the most important thing is to, um, you know, some, there's just, people are so, so very complex and there's so many nuances to how, profile can express itself. So it's, I think it's really beneficial to get as many perspectives on that particular, you know, profile or, or type as possible, because it really all comes down to like, how are you going to apply it to your life? And how are you going to make this practical? So it's, yeah, just, those are the two, um, probably the most beneficial things that you can do research on your own to find out, which is That's probably why when I do readings for people, I almost kind of gloss over that or I don't, you know, I don't gloss over it, but I don't spend as much time going over type and and profile as I would other things because it's so easy to get information about those two things on the Mm -hmm. internet, you know, in your free time and you can really take your time with it. Um, So I tend to just talk about it but i let uh you know the the person um take it you know upon themselves to do some of that research on on their own because yeah. um it's it's just it's out there it's everywhere yeah, yeah it's everywhere now it's definitely yep. becoming more popular so which is it's, great
0: especially instagram there are so many of those like slide posts that are like generator mm-hmm. manifest and generator projector and you're like okay cool i know what every type is and yep. your profile, of course.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yep, yep.
0: All right. Yeah. Um, what do you think are good like resources for people that um, are trying to learn? I feel like when I tried, which is why I also lost hope, I did not know where to look. Um, the internet wasn't the best um, resource for some reason. I found one book on Scribd and based it on that. And then I was like, all right, I'm out of resources. Time to go on Instagram. <laughs> Mm -hmm. and look there
1: that is true i mean i think that beyond type and profile um it is i mean there's definitely certain websites that are adding more information but um to go deeper you you know it's just there's not as much information out there so i i started out with um you know, this is the book that, you know, you can definitely find. This is the founder of human design, put this book out and it's very comprehensive. I mean, I use it all the time. You can see I have my tabs, mm-hmm. all of these little tabs. And so I <laughs> reference it a lot and it's very helpful, but it is just one resource. And so, um, so this book is called this, um, the Definitive Book of Human Design. And Ra Uruhu is the original founder um, so, you know, that would be kind of like the source of human design, but, um, kind of, yeah, so that would be a book. And then, um, there is a Facebook group called, uh, it's a human design Facebook group, which is really helpful for just kind of connecting with people and, and getting information. And that's actually how I, um, found a certified analyst who gives uh, online classes through um, the International School of Human Design.
0: Got
1: it. So if you wanted to take, you know, classes, that's a great place to find um, an online teacher to walk you through like a, a really uh, comprehensive and structured course. If you want to go that route, mm-hmm. but um, also, I mean, like I said, I found that, you know, I. I don't want to kind of get stuck into a certain ideology. And so I really just allow myself to be just open to perspective. So Mm -hmm. human design is just one tool kind of in my toolbox that I've used that I've found super beneficial to, you know, for my own self-discovery process. But I mean, as I go along, it's just, it's whatever, you know, really like you're finding benefit in, you know what I mean? So it doesn't really matter, like if you're sticking to a certain program or a certain, you know, system of knowledge, it's whatever you are finding your truth, you know, through whatever modality. So for instance, like um, there's another system called the gene keys, which is based on the 64 gates of human design, but it's kind of just like another perspective. So instead of the 64 gates, they're called 64 gene keys. And it's really just going deeper into, you know, what these archetypes are, like what are the gates and what, you know, how do you apply them to your life? And so um, that's kind of the direction that I've been going lately because I've been finding so much benefit in looking at, you know, that perspective. So Mm -hmm. um, that's another book that I really recommend is if you wanna learn more about the 64 gates, this jean key's book is really really good to just almost like deepen the the concepts of each archetype and um yeah it's just a different perspective so it's whatever works for you
0: yeah absolutely and and being open to like switch it up when it doesn't work anymore i think that's key too right
1: yeah definitely and that's especially
0: for manifesting generators
1: too absolutely that's exactly it it's like you know i've been having kind of this hard time lately because i i keep um you know it's it's so hard to not compare yourself to whatever you're doing in your life to what other people are doing so mm-hmm. it's it's just i have to constantly remind myself that I have permission to change, you know, I have permission to, to really just follow whatever, you know, road that I'm just naturally moving along. And it doesn't have to, you know, fit a certain, you know, profile doesn't have to, you know, anytime I find myself kind of like, boxing myself in without Mm. realizing it, the universe reminds me, it's like, be open, just, you know, allow things to just flow. And so if I start to feel frustrated, it's usually because I'm trying to fit into a certain, you know, category. And um, yeah, I think that's like one of my biggest lessons is like, I have to constantly be open to whatever the present moment is bringing me because um, my son is in gate 20, which is the gate of the now. It's all about being present in the moment and, it's hard. It's hard to do sometimes. Yeah. You know, so, yeah.
0: Very fascinating. Amazing. Thank you for sharing all of that. Yeah, yeah, I love you're it. Welcome. Um, all right. So we have five minutes left to an hour. Um, I think that was all super handy information, super, super helpful human design information for anybody that doesn't know about it. And for anybody that's looking to learn more, um, I feel like you're... Um, Instagram is a really great uh, resource as well and you. you're amazing to talk to so anybody that needs to know our minerals right here um, and I also want to give a huge shout out to Courtney Beck because yes. it is Love through Courtney. Courtney that I found you and this has been great so thank you Courtney Thanks, and, Courtney. Um, okay so I want to ask you two more questions that I ask everyone that comes on and then we'll head off. Um, first question is, where do you think earthlings come from? And second question is, what is spirituality to you?
1: I love these questions. They're (laughs) so good. Um, yeah, so I really love the, um, the idea that we aren't from here originally. I think that, uh, like, you know, when I had my spiritual awakening, that's like one of the things. It's like, why are we here? You know, and and so I sort of really resonated. I started reading um, Dolores Cannon books, which I don't know if you're familiar with her, but she mm-hmm. uh, she does um, past life regressions. Okay. So it's like hypnosis and basically mm-hmm. just tapping into. She'll she'll do a session with somebody and um and basically it was just all of her books are just a a compilation of all of her sessions with people and and so it was like you know tapping into their deepest subconscious to find out the root of you know what's going on in their lives and basically it's just it was so eye opening to even consider like that we um are just part of this big experiment, and that like maybe you know all these different e t races have created this you know human to see you know what would happen, and so I just love that because I think um it's it's such a crazy concept, but it's like why not? you know what I mean exactly it's like, why not it could be it could be true and i I think I really love that because it's just like it opens you up to so many possibilities. And I think that's really um, what the universe wants for all of us to just be open to whatever, because uh, the more that we kind of put ourselves into a certain, you know, if we're not open to change, life is just gonna be a lot harder. So I like to be as open as possible with whatever. Um, and that's that's kind of what I think, um, resonates with me the most I think You're like yeah. sure
0: we're not from here you know <laughs> <laughs> I love that I yeah. actually wanted to say earlier that I forgot um that that's so interesting too and the way you said that makes me remember how earlier I heard something from one of my teachers Jenna Romer where she said um the most beautiful thing about this time is to realize that we know nothing like we just don't know like we just don't know and it's in admitting that we just don't know that we're able to accept so much more and take in so much more information as compared to being like, all right, I believe in astrology and only astrology and that's it. And that's what makes up my mind that like, I feel like that, um, what's the word goes against everything that astrology even believes in that. It's just like, just closing it up so small. So I think that's interesting. And it's like, yeah, why not? Who said we're not right. And who said that we can't be.
1: Yeah, well, it's, it's very much a, um, a security and a safety thing and a control thing. I mean, humans, we want to be very certain about, you know, and that's a survival thing. It's like, you in order to survive, like we have needed to use our brains to be certain about things. And so I think that it's, it is natural, we can give ourselves a break if like, we find ourselves wanting that security of a sure answer. Um, but it really is a lesson, I think, in just trusting that we know nothing. We really don't. And anytime you find yourself thinking like, oh, this is definitely true. It's like, wait a second. But we really don't know. Yeah, <laughs> We have no idea. And that is, it's it's very liberating at the same time, but it's also scary. So, and and that's just recognizing that it's okay um i think is important so Mm. amazing
0: amazing tip for like um the scorpio new moon like it's scary but beauty is going to come out of the scariness at some point
1: definitely yep Mm. yeah so as far as the spirituality question i think you know it really is everything that i kind of touched on i mean spirituality to me is any anytime that you're opening your perspectives up and asking those bigger questions, that's, that's spiritual. That's, you know, that's you kind of allowing um, yourself to be open to what else is out there. And it's, it's a, it's all about being more vulnerable, I think. So when you're allowing yourself to be vulnerable and opening yourself up to different ideas and, and pondering things in a different way or just even admitting that we know nothing that is a huge spiritual you know leap and so that's pretty much been my journey and that's you know it's as simple as that I mean it has nothing to do with any particular modality or spiritual you know um, ideology or religion or anything like that it's just like the simple fact of opening yourself up is you know engaging in a spiritual practice I think so
0: yeah I love that it sounds so simple but it's like it is the essence of spirituality right opening up and just opening up to ask and answer the bigger questions rather than just like shoot they don't exist those questions what are they Mm -hmm. right
1: yeah yeah and it's I think really learning that um I think uh, when you start to open yourself up, it's also important to entertain the possibility that, like, we are fully supported, you know, mm. um, because I think that obviously it's so easy for us to think that we're alone and we're wow. separate and, you know, we're just, um, there's nothing supporting us. But at the same time, that's just another um example of how you can open yourself up to possibilities by just entertaining the idea that even though you may not feel it or you don't know it what if you are supported and that's I think that's a a really good point
0: mm. yeah yeah I actually just wrote on my mirror I think it was a week ago because it's still up there you are supported because it's so easy to forget but At the end of the day, like we are, no matter what it is, who it is, how it is that's looking out for us, like someone, something (laughs) is looking out for us. Amazing. I love it. I love this conversation. Thank you so much for sharing everything
1: you know. Thank you for having me. I love this. This is really fun. I know.
0: I had so much fun. I appreciate it and appreciate you. And I am grateful. And all right, that's it. We'll end with that. Sounds thank good. You,
1: thank you. And I enjoy hope you the have rest a beautiful day.
0: Oh, thank, thank you. you. <laughs> have the best new moon. Is it today over there? Or is it yep. was it yesterday? It today. was
1: early this morning like midnight here, so. Got it. Okay. Yep. Well, have a great one and I will talk to you soon. All right. Bye, Karina.
0: Bye. Thank you so much.